Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Uh, first and foremost, you know, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, without Him, nothing is possible. I want to thank my organization, you know, Baltimore Ravens, for, you know, finally getting this deal done. <laughs> um, shout out to Eric. You know, shout out to Steve, Coach Harbaugh, you know, the whole, the whole unit. My offense, man, my offensive line, man, I can't thank them enough for what they've done. I'm not out there blocking, you know, catching the ball, doing everything, you know, as my team, it's a team thing, you know, for these awards. And, you know, I want to thank my fellow man at home. You guys have a great night, and that's all, folks. <laughs> NFL MVP Lamar Jackson, his second MVP who, like, six teams had to rush to the mic during the offseason to tell you that they didn't want to even pursue him in free agency, by the way. Yeah. Nice. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. 49 out of, first, 49 out of 50 first-place votes. We've got a Twitter poll about that, which is this. You can vote in it. What's stranger? Lamar Jackson getting 49 out of 50 first-place votes, and I can explain that a little bit more in a moment. Or Joe Flacco winning comeback player of the year, beating DeMar Hamlin. So, mm-hmm. the thing about the 49 out of 50, which is, I mean, they both have elements of them that are strange. Give us a call on this, 803-0550, if you'd like to uh, chime in on the conversation. We'll get into trivia at the end of this segment. Uh, the system used to be you voted for one person. And that's why, do you remember a couple years back, Joe, and anybody out there, and Josh, that there used to be this, can you believe Russell Wilson has never received a single MVP vote? Right. That was a thing. And then digging further into it, it was, well, you can only vote for one person, which means no one ever thought that Russell Wilson was the single best MVP candidate. Right. And that's not crazy. If you can only vote for one person, okay, they change the voting. Now you vote top five. One, two, three, four, five. So you would think that, the voting on the MVP would be spread more. Not everybody like, well, I got to pick a guy. Lamar's my guy. I could now like Lamar, but think, well, actually, I think it should have been Christian McCaffrey. Lamar, I have it, I have it too. Worthy of an MVP, but not my first choice. Mm-hmm. Instead, the opposite happened. 49 out of 50 first place votes went for Lamar. One, Aaron Schatz, went for Josh Allen. And I find it amazing. That 49 out of 50, and I got a couple of responses to the Twitter poll, which are, this was a prisoner of the moment award. 
it gets treated now differently than it ever did before. Mm-hmm. It now gets talked about week to week. I came in here week 14 yeah. as, asking you, why are we talking about this every single week? Why is this about the odds on who the – oh, now Brock Purdy's the favorite. He threw four picks. Now Dak Prescott's the favorite. Mm-hmm. He got run on by the Bills. Now it's going to be Lamar Jackson. Every week it moved, and that's weird that it turned into that, and the voting sure looks like that's what we have now in an MVP. 49 out of 50? Wasn't this, Joe, the year where it felt like you could make a case for a bunch of different yeah, guys? wide open. It was more open than ever. You didn't have a 50-touchdown quarterback. You didn't have a running back that went for 2,000 yards. Right. It was just, oh, it's, it's, it's different this year. And they gave it to Lamar with 49 out of 50 first-place votes. I'm blown away. I'm not telling you Lamar didn't deserve to be the MVP. That's a separate conversation. He couldn't have won it with 40? I can't get one vote for Tyreek Hill? Someone show me that they're thinking differently. And you and I talked about this as well. Ben Baldwin, who I respect quite a bit, months ago would have said something along the lines of, if you vote for anybody that's not a quarterback, you shouldn't be allowed to vote anymore. And I think, hmm. okay, I, I guess we've all decided that we're going to f- really make this MVP formulaic. But even in that, Lamar Jackson's EPA per play was not top five among quarterbacks. Right. And he got 49 out of 50 first place votes. I find it stunning. Yeah, when you boil it down, like what was the real what was the real case for Lamar being first? Like, imagine you didn't pay attention, didn't know about the odds all year. You never turned on the TV to see the discussion about MVP. All you did was you watched the games and you saw what the numbers were at the end of the day. That's it. Now go into the lab and figure out who should win MVP. I don't know that I'm, I'm not coming out of there thinking it's Lamar Jackson. And the fact that you had Dak, you had Allen, you had Purdy, you had McCaffrey. Tyreek Hill kind of cooled off at the end for he this. Did. Yep. But there was a time where you, you could still, it's 1,800 yards. You could maybe throw his name in to the mix. But you have five guys that you could all make a legitimate case for. And... I don't again I don't have a problem with Lamar being one of the five. I just don't see where he comes in over top of all four of them. It it should have been split. It should have been a year where it, if it was truly wide open, how come the vote doesn't doesn't represent that? Because if you look at touchdowns, not 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 Lamar, that's Allen. If you want to look at efficiency, that's I mean he was good, but that's Purdy. I think if you want to look at something historic, all right, the closest you're going to get to that is probably McCaffrey going for eleven or 2,100 yards and 20 touchdowns in a year at a position where that never happens anymore or hardly happens even in the, in, the, in the past. If you want to just look at the best passing numbers in general, then you get the deck. Like maybe Lamar is just the right combination of all of that, efficiency, numbers, winning, because I don't know that there's a single category where he's number one. But if he's number two in all those things, you know, is that why he won? Is it just prisoner of the moment at the end? I don't I don't dispute that. It's weird. It's very weird to me. I still think Hamlin not winning is weirder, but it's... What should the vote have really been? First place votes out of 50. 
Should it have been like, should the winner have got like 30? Well, you know what it should have been? It should have looked more like the coach of the year race where Kevin Stefanski won it in a tiebreaker over D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, what was that tiebreaker, by the way? First place votes. It was first place votes. Yeah. And he had one more first place vote. Yeah. It was, yeah, 21 to 20. They tied on the actual point total. Yeah. And yeah. Stefanski won a very close race. The right. MVP should have been Lamar gets 20, Allen gets 18, Purdy gets 6. Don't count my math here. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. But you know the point I'm making. One more point, and then we're going to call in here. Aaron Schatz writes this last night. Aaron Schatz is the only MVP voter that voted for Josh, number one. And he wrote this. I'll admit I'm confused about voters who had Prescott and Purdy as first-team All-Pro, but not MVP. Yeah. If you are the MVP, don't you have to be the first-team All-Pro? And there's a good point here. Yeah. It's the same voters. Some voters would have voted Dak Prescott the first-team All-Pro quarterback, but not the MVP. And same with Purdy. So I'm that voting. That is really weird. I, I'm a voter. I'm voting. Lamar was not the best at his position, right? according to me. right. But I do feel like it was the most valuable player in the entire league. How does one square that with a vote? I don't get that at all. Like The, for, the only thing I could think of would be if you believe Lamar had less help than Dak did. So that's why I'm going Lamar MVP and Dak first team all pro, I guess. But... Even in saying that, does anybody think that's true? That's not said about Dak, really, or about Dak, is it? That he has too much help, which is why he was so good last year. I don't know. I don't know how you. I don't know how you arrive at that. I, that's the only way I can th- logical explanation I could think of for anyone answering why they would have two different people, yeah. and it doesn't really fit in this circumstance. But that's more to my point. First team All Pro was not unanimous, but MVP no. was right almost. 49 out of 50. And it was a different guy. Yeah. No, Lamar won first-team All-Pro. He did. Lamar got first-team All-Pro? He did get first-team All-Pro. Yep. 803-0550. Jerry and Kenmore, good morning. Uh, before I get to my main point, it was a weird night. Like, Have you seen the analysis of TJ Watt's stats versus Miles Garrett? I have. Category. And I, I did. It was better than this. Not one. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I so, did. I did see that, and I I decided what I trusted was Miles Garrett, not Miles Garrett. Micah Parsons chimed in on that. Micah Parsons, who finished third, third, third. Yeah, seven first place votes, finished yeah. third. Micah Parsons finished in third, and what he said about it because you know someone posted the stats. He said Miles was the better player. Reality of the situation: Miles faced way more double teams and has an effect on quarterbacks. Fans, please stop looking at stats and look at film, please. Now, am I one to believe that these these voters are all out there breaking down film? Maybe, maybe not. There's a lot of former NFL players in there, media people, whatever. Are they breaking down film? They must be because Miles Garrett wins that. Or, you know, it kind of gets more to the point about once it's all decided who you're supposed to vote for, people kind of fall in line. I don't. I don't know. I know that Steelers fans were mad that T.J. Watt lost to Miles Garrett, but here's Micah Parsons, who had some numbers that looked better than Miles Garrett, who said he thought Garrett should have won it. Okay, my uh, my main question is this: if if um, if Allen starts the year next year and through six games has 13 touchdowns, eight picks, a quarterback rating of 90, and we're three and three, what are your what are your thoughts? Uh, in, in, in terms of what? In I terms of I don't know. I would have to see the games. Those are the 
those are the numbers Joe Flacco put up in six games. But it was an amazing story. Well, I mean, he's Joe Flacco and and Josh Allen definitely do have different expectations. Uh, the other thing I, I didn't like necessarily is um, has the uh, rookie of the year become a quarterback category too? Because yes. it's hard to have a better year yeah. than the Nakua did. Yep. It, no, it was just, wasn't it the wasn't it the greatest rookie res- receiving season ever? Yes, he set the record. Yep. And that, by the way, was similarly like almost unanimous. It was forty-eight to two. First two place votes for the best rookie receiver season ever. Yeah. There might be. I would want to look at the history of that award. Stroud also had a historically good year, though, for a rookie. Not maybe not like the yardage record, but there were was, some. It was, there, the, it was EPA the third stuff. Was there the, was some stuff that said it was the best rookie season ever. By it was the third most yards and the eighth most touchdowns for rookies. Okay, great year. I'm the thing. Granted, I'm thinking he, of, he, he missed a couple games, so maybe if he plays the whole, all of them, he, he gets those. I think I'm thinking of then some fancy stats that said like he had the best rookie season that a quarterback's ever had. Yeah, and I don't trust that that's what a lot of these voters are looking at when they make that decision. Um, so the the thing there, though, is you're a more limited field. So MVP, it's going to be quarterback every year. Every year for eternity. Yep. Rookie of the year, I mean, you, you'll you go years where there just isn't, a, like when Kenny Pickett was the first quarterback drafted, he did not win rookie of the year. You actually had back-to-back receivers that won in the last two years, Garrett Wilson and Jamar Chase. At least with that award, you'll have years where there just isn't a quarterback. There just isn't one to even really look at or think about. You want some instant trivia? Sure. I hope it's not Offensive Rookie of the Year winners because I have that open right now. It is not. Okay, good. It is not. Lamar Jackson wins his second NFL MVP. Maybe someday Josh Allen will win an MVP or two or three or five or who knows. Jackson is the 11th player to win a second MVP. Give me the other 10. Multiple NFL MVP winners. Instant trivia brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door. 11, including Lamar. Multiple MVP winners. There are 10 more. 10 more. Brady. Correct. Manning. Peyton. Correct. Um, Mahomes. Correct. Rodgers. Yep. Marino. No. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to exempt myself from this. They just had it on ESPN. Oh, the graphic. oh I'm not looking. So I'm not I saw looking. all of them. Okay. Uh, did, uh, did Kurt Warner do it? Yes. Okay. What about Elway? No. No. Montana? Yes. Okay. Who was winning MVPs? That's this is running back territory. Oh, let me go. There uh, are no running backs. There are no running backs. There are no run. Oh, I'm sorry. There's one. There's one. One running back. One. How far back does this go? Far back. Jim Brown. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly why I was asking. Um, three left. Oh wow, that was eight. Um, three left. That was seven. Seven. Not Matt Ryan. That was only one. Who else has won it? Recent. I don't think Roethlisberger ever won it. Um, let's go with two of these are going back a little bit, and one of these is going back a lot. Going back a little bit and going back a lot. How about going back a lot with Johnny Unitas? Correct. Yeah. The other two won multiple MVPs. 
for the same franchise that two previous answers won multiple MVPs. The same franchise. So it's this is all the same team? This is all one team? There are two teams here. And they've, they've you, both already appeared on this list. two correct answers. I see. And okay. the two remaining answers played for two of the same teams. I see. Okay. Uh... Kurt Warner played for the Rams. Nope, not there. Um, let's see here. Is there uh, Brett Favre? Correct. Yeah, Packers. Okay. And then there's one more, and I have a repeat team. Yes. There's not another New England guy. There's not another cult guy, I don't think. There's not going to be another Baltimore guy. There's not going to be another Ram guy or Cardinal guy. Um, man. It's a quarterback? Yes. The na- the person you got correct already won it in 89 and 90. Oh, and this okay. guy won it in 92 and 94, meaning this team had four MVP quarterback seasons in six years yeah. from two different players. Steve Young? Steve Young. Wow. Four out of six from two different guys? Yeah. That's pretty Those incredible. are your two-time MVPs. Who will be the next one? Meanwhile, Actually, wait. Th- th- that's, that's a tough answer, I think, because there's no... Who else has one right now that's, like, active? Aaron Rodgers. No, he has, no, he's, he's, he's he has multiple. Uh, the the most likely to get a second MVP right now. Yeah, who's the next? Who's going to be the next? Mul- who's going to add to that list next? Uh, the next candidate would be Matt Ryan or Cam Newton. All right, so nobody. Josh Allen should be the favorite for that. To get there first. Yeah, the next person to get to a second MVP, Josh Allen. That's a funny. That's a fun bet. There's no one else in the NFL that has one right now. No. That yeah. Wow. Because Rodgers has two, and oh, yeah. Mahomes has two, and yep. Jackson has two. It's Matt Ryan and Cam Newton. Oh, Brady coming back, though. There you go. But he, he would, No, he has two he's, he's got a million. Yeah. See what Purdy said about him yesterday? No. Brock Purdy made an admission that I was stunned didn't get more news. He said the Niners tried to sign Brady last oh, offseason. Yeah. And he was approached about it, yeah. Yeah. And he was... Excited. He was, he was cool with he it. He was excited to work with Tom Brady. Yep. And Brady said no. Thank goodness, by the way. <laughs> Could you imagine if we were about to walk into another Brady Mahomes Super Bowl? <laughs> Could you imagine? Thank goodness he said no. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Hall of Fame class, something to keep in mind. You can bet the Bears will be in the Hall of Fame game. Why? Look at the Hall of Fame class. Julius Peppers, Steve McMichael. Okay. Like The, the Bears are going to be in that. Devin Hester. Devin Hester. The yeah. Bears are going to be in the Hall of Fame game. Who will they play? Dwight Freeney also played for the Bears. Oh. So one, two, three, four of the seven Hall of Famers played for the Bears. How many, how many games did Dwight Freeney play for the Bears? Like five? 2013 to 2013. Okay, so one year? No, three years. Tw- excuse me, 2010 to 2013. Dwight Freeney. That's what it says on here. That's wrong. He did not play for the Bears. Then NFL.com's got to fix their stuff. Yeah, that's wrong. He played for the Colts, then went to the Chargers, Cardinals, Falcons. Okay, Lions, Seahawks. My mistake for trusting NFL.com. They have Julius Peppers' career written down for both Dwight Freeney and Julius Peppers. Oh, there you go. So that's why. My bad. Freeney. Go Orange. Sabres got a weekend coming up with a 1 o'clock 
Kids Day, Sabretooth birthday tomorrow, 1 o'clock for the uh, St. Louis Blues in town. We'll say hello to Dan Dunleavy when we get back and, you know, preview that. If you want to give us a call on the MVP, on any of it, you can join us, 803-0550 on WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. Happy Friday. Well, overcast today. Joe is reading today an article about the likelihood of cloud cover on April 8th. Oh, no. I was thinking about this yesterday, too. Because of the eclipse? I heard Chopin Bulldog talking about it, and I have told friends I am going to throw a eclipse party. Oh. Because I am very excited for it, and I had not... I mean, I would have obviously thought of it at some point. I had not considered the possibility... That it would be cloudy, hmm. which of course you're about to tell me what is it likely? No, I, I wouldn't quite. Say, it might be a coin toss. We'll see. You know, historical data is what we're going with. I, I'm into space stuff. I'm into this kind of stuff. It's like a once in what, like a seventy year thing, an eclipse like this in your area. Yep. I am absolutely driving somewhere where I can see it if it's cloudy here. All right. I don't know how far I'll have to go though. Yeah, they'll be probably online. Our story at WBEN yesterday, Niagara Falls, Ontario, is expecting more than one million people wow. for the eclipse. All right. Because I guess that's the place you would go. Niagara Falls. Okay. You just go for the most picturesque place possible, I guess. Yeah. Good morning, Jeremy and Joe. Chat about the NFL, MV, the MVP, the NFL awards, the comeback player of the year, all that stuff. Uh, also gearing up, of course, Super Bowl Friday as we uh, 
get ready for Chiefs and Niners, the rematch four years later. Joining us on the Western Hotline, Sabres play-by-play man Dan Dunleavy, as we've got a, a game tomorrow, a 1 o'clock game. And it's funny, Dan, I was thinking about this question for you. I saw a story from the Super Bowl. The Niners' hotel fire alarm went off, a false huh. alarm. And I've got stories of players leaving their hotel. They don't think it's all that funny. Here it is, Super Bowl week, and they had to exit because of a fire alarm. Has, has that ever happened with you guys on the road with the Sabres? Yeah, uh, actually, it was a, in St. Louis. It was a um, uh, her, tornado or hurricane alarm, actually, a few years back, which I guess in that part of the country shouldn't really come as too much as a pri- uh, surprise. But I forget what time it was. It was in the wee hours of the morning. An alarm uh, shouted into everybody's room and told everybody to uh, make their way uh, out of their room, down the hallway, just gave instructions with what to do. Uh, and I didn't really know what was going on because I couldn't hear anything outside the window. I mean, the storm wasn't there yet, but I guess it was on its way. And they take things, uh, obviously, as you should, like that very serious out in the Midwest or anywhere for that matter. But in the Midwest, it's, it's, you know, it's commonplace enough that they're ready for it. So we went, it was, it's interesting you asked this question because it's, it was like we were in a movie or something. It's just all these people being kind of herded in one direction. And you're taking, obviously, the stairway down. There was no elevator that we were taking. And you took it to um, a basement area, and then it was as if you were in some kind of uh, movie where we went through the kitchen of the hotel, (laughs) and then we went to, I don't know if it was another stairway, but we were just all ushered somewhere. And I I thought it was, part of me was thinking, are we being ushered somewhere by a group of aliens to be captured and whisked away somewhere, (laughs) never to be heard of it from again? So. But we wound up in this little tiny room in a basement, and one of the news networks was on, and we were watching the weather forecast. The interesting thing is, and I I genuinely don't know who didn't, but not everybody heeded the alarm. Uh, A a lot of people said, no, I just slept through it. I stayed in my room. And I thought, by the sound of that alarm, there was no way I was just staying in my bed thinking everything's going to be okay. I mean, you know, at the very least, I was getting out of my room to figure out what was going on. But, yeah, it has happened. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of like staying through the alarm, I can think back to college where I'd have roommates who would refuse to leave and go outside during a middle of the night fire alarm. And in this story for the Niners, George Kittle said he just went to his bathroom and sat in the bathtub for 20 minutes. He was not going to leave the room. He's going to wait inside <laughs> well, the bathroom. Yeah, and I mean, you you know this, obviously, and somehow it always comes back to talking soccer slash football with you, and that's not a bad thing. But whenever you play international uh, football and I'm sure uh, the U.S. soccer team when they go over and if you play uh, in some countries they make sure you don't sleep and when I say they I mean the fan base they literally will camp outside the hotel and do everything possible um, you know sometimes to the unthinkable really to make sure you do not get any sleep so a lot of times when you have teams going and playing international soccer in certain areas of this planet um, I feel for the players and I'm often never surprised that they don't win uh, because they haven't gotten a good night's sleep at all. Now, they probably pack their ears full of, uh, you know, ear earbuds or whatever to make sure they don't hear anything out there, but uh, it's it's never made easy. Yeah. I, whenever the U.S. national team goes to, like, those CONCACAF, like, Central American games, yep. I, every single time I feel like we see some story about fireworks outside the hotel fireworks. at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. If the, yeah, that's the thing, though. If it's fireworks, then I have to worry about the fire alarm being real. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there are some uh, there are some cities too, and I'm sure even just when you go on vacation or uh, when you guys travel, whether it's to Bills games or Sabers games or whatever, football, racing, whatever it is you're into, but 
There are some hotels you get where you've just got the room on the wrong side of the building, and on the side of the building you're on happens to be the street drag racing side at 1 a.m. in the morning when you're trying to get, you know, I mean, you're probably, (laughs) what am I saying? You guys probably aren't in bed by 1 a.m. if you're going to see a Bills game on the road, so that's probably a silly comment. But, um, you know, generally it's, there are certain areas of certain cities that it's just, uh, boy, I guess I'm not sleeping until 2.30 whenever these guys (laughs) decide to finish their drag race out front. Dan Dunleavy on the Western Hotline. Sabres will be up early tomorrow for a 1 o'clock face-off with uh, the St. Louis Blues. It's uh, another kid's day. It's Sabretooth's birthday. Dan, Mm -hmm. I I wonder what you think about the way the team has played in the last month. I mean, you know, like we've been through seasons like this where a slow start really puts them in a bad spot, and then things start to turn. And while that can be kind of tough to rally around or get behind the the results for them have indeed been better and i i feel like if this portion of the season this last month had been the first month then there'd be a lot of a different a lot different feeling about how this year has gone yeah sure i mean 100 percent. with um the reality is everything you just said the, the start is what has cost them here and it's not as if they went on an eight game loser but what they didn't do um, was something that the St. Louis Blues have just come off of before the break, as a matter of fact, where the Blues went on a five-game winning streak, and they find themselves, which nobody expected, to all of a sudden be in wildcard position in the Western Conference. So it is frustrating in the fact that, you know, if the Sabres did rhyme off, and I know it's an if all the time, and I get the frustration, um, but if they did just rhyme off what St. Louis did, you don't have to go on a 10-game heater, which would be the best thing to do, but if at some point they had gone on a four or five gamer, uh, you know, the conversation is you're four points out here. And, you know, I saw a graphic, um, I think Mike Harrington put it up on X or Twitter or whatever it's called these days. And it was an ESPN graphic about everybody uh, in the playoff positioning and then those teams that are in the hunt. And it, it, it ends off with um, teams at 53 points being in the hunt for the wild card. And, you know, the comments are, look, the Sabres aren't even in this. Well, they're only three back of that, which you know, in the grand scheme of things still with, if, if you want to have that conversation about being in the hunt uh, and whether the team, the team is in the hunt or not, uh, it, it's only going to take a three-game winning streak. And yeah, they are in the hunt. So they're in that graphic. And every night that it's put up on TV, you're seeing your team is there. So that is the frustration that, yes, despite the fact that they're playing better now, uh, everything that happened at the beginning of the year has cost them to this point. And the problem is teams that you thought would falter they just haven't done it enough to allow you to even creep back in. I mean, even, you know, every night, Rob and I look at the standings after a game. Well, we just leapfrog Montreal, and then Montreal wins the next game. And then Montreal's back ahead of us again, and you're, you're sitting in a, you know, in, back in the eighth seed uh, when you're trying to chase down wild cards. So that's been the frustrating part, that no matter how good you play right now, and there are areas of the game that are good. There are still areas of the game that need to be better, obviously. It's pretty evident. But, yeah, uh, yeah that, therein lies the frustration. You know, one thing that's come out of this season so far, I mean, we're we're 50 games in, for 50 games in that I I got to say a lot of us probably didn't expect the emergence of Uka Pekalukanen who, I mean, we probably sat here Joe, you and I and said, "Why don't you just wave him or figure something out because you're going to lean on Devin Levi this year." And Lukanen has stepped into this role beautifully from uh just looking better to being a 1A 1B to being the guy that the Sabres appear to be riding because his play has been so good. Yeah, and I'm I'm listen, I rarely say this and probably don't ever say it to this point in my career, but I will say and l- listen, I-, I hope it keeps going for him, but it is and I to myself I said, Look, I told y'all you can't give up on this guy uh 
to the tune of you, you're just going to let him walk away, as you say. And I'm not criticizing the comment because to a lot of people, it, it would seem like a fair comment. But the reality was he just didn't get enough time to grow into whoever it is he's going to be as an NHL goaltender. You can't just plug a guy in for a few games at that position and then write him off when you take a look at all the tools that have gotten him there. Size. Uh, every time he's played at a league level, it's taken him a year or so to figure it out. And then when he does, he's become the best goaltender in junior hockey. It took him a while in the American League, and it never really seemed. And I know there were a lot of comments because we're in a rush to get the next guy, and I get that. But it, to me, when you look at the totality of the position, it's just not something that guys step into generally and are a stud from day one and never falter. So I just saw a lot in Ukopakalukan and that I thought there's too many tools here to give up on. Sure, there's areas of his game he needs to get better at. Every player has that when they come in the NHL, especially at that position. I mean, that's the most scouted position by every other skater in the game where they're looking for everything you do wrong. And that's every single guy on that roster. So you got to find a way to, when you can't figure it out, do other things well enough that the percentage of plays that you're going to make are going to keep your team in a game. And I think that's what he's done. So in being given a run of games here, he has this confidence in him right now. And the way he's playing means a lot to that, um, that you would hope then expected to see in a young goaltender who's finally got some games and a guy who did have a pedigree of figuring it out. So I'm glad that um, it's worked out for him. He even walking around the room and talking to him, which has nothing to do with stopping a puck. I get it. But in a way it does because he feels that this in a, in whatever small way for him, this is his team now in as far as him playing the position. Well, uh, you know, it's not his team to go and score goals. It's not his team to go out and play better defensively in front of him in the blue paint, all that stuff. But as far as doing everything positionally, he's, he understands it. He gets it. He's got it. Uh, and he knows that it's going to take a lot of work to even get better, but I'm really happy for him. I'm very happy for the organization because this, it's almost like going out and getting a coach every two years because things aren't going right. It just rarely works. So they stuck with him. Uh, and you're right. He's been, well, he's been their best player. Even the other night, he just finds a way to, to keep his team in the game and give him a shot. And sadly for a team at times that has such a potent offense, you know, sometimes they get stuck on not getting even one goal or they just can't get that second one. Yeah. You saw that breakaway. in I think the third period against Dallas the other night yeah. that kept them in it. Is there yeah. another no honesty when you're watching that, when you're watching that replay, not to interrupt, but are you, and, and it's, a, it's an honest question and, and honest answer. I know you're going to give it when you're seeing guys going on breakaways on Luke and are you at the point yet yourself where you're thinking he's got this or are you thinking, Oh my, please have it. I, I am not yet. I think this year has done a lot for that. I'm also, it, there's at least uh Ooh, I wonder what's going to happen here last year. I might've been, Oh, this is totally going in. Whereas yeah. now it's starting to work back the other way. And the next time it happens, right. I might think, okay, he's, he's going to get this. Sure, um, and listen, Edmonton fans would be saying that about Stuart Skinner for years, right? Sure, right. I mean, he, the guy goes on a tear. It helps them do their six-game heater they go on. But before that, there were times where you're thinking, oh, get, get rid of Stuart Skinner at Edmonton. It was the entirety of their conversation. So it is, happens. Is there another guy on the team right now that comes to mind for you of it's not going great right now, there's a lot of fans that are frustrated, but if you have patience, this is this is probably going to turn around at some point. Yeah, well, initially, um, that guy for me would have been Connor Clifton coming into a situation where, um, you know, a new group, a new system, literally. And I think when you come from the Boston Bruins and play anywhere else, it's kind of a bit of an adjustment to um, 
culture, to guys you're around, uh, the pedigree, and I don't mean disrespect anyone on the Sabres team, but when you're playing with 63 and 37 and 33 at times in Boston when he was in the lineup, it's just a different scene, right? So uh, a lot of people expected a lot from Connor Clifton, and I think rightfully so uh, in certain ways, but it took him a little bit of time to get comfortable here, find his game, find which side is better for him to play on. Eric Johnson having a hand in at one point saying I'll switch sides so Connor's playing on his proper side and can feel better, more confident about his game, which I know a lot of people, uh, when they look at five-on-five numbers and break it down, I've listened to the conversations about Eric Johnson. He does a lot of little things with this team, and that's one of them to make sure other guys are getting better. I mean, Eric realizes the totality of where his career is at and what his role is here, and that's to help other guys get better. So he does that, and Connor Clifton, uh, I think, you know, there's a certain time where his game turned around. And then offensively, I think the name that I don't know if you're trying to get it out of me, but it's, it's pretty simple that Dylan cousins is that guy um, that there was just something about his game that you knew there was uh, uh, the ceiling is still way up there for him. And you were just curious as to why that wasn't, that ladder wasn't being climbed yet to, to use too many silly analogies, but he's there now and it's in his face. It's in his, makeup it's in his mentality it's in his start to his games and every time he gets the puck on a stick now where to me it just looked like you know I'd watch and I think why does it to me and I could be wrong why does it look to me like he's trying to figure out what to do I mean Dylan Cousins last year knew what to do didn't mean to go in the in the net every night but he knew how to start a play zone entries uh, retrievals all the little things that you look at his game and you figure he, he can be good at it in the National Hockey League and he showed it last year didn't see it early in the season. And I know he's admitted that he's not where he wants to be yet. Cause he's got this, you know, vision in his head of scoring 30 goals, which is fair because he can. Um, but that's the guy I think that now is just turning his game around. Um, and you hope that there's enough runway left that it can propel this team into that five game run that again, like the blues just went on that nobody thought they could. Um, and if the Sabres can do that, all of a sudden they will be four points out and in a conversation. Dan Dunleavy on the Western Hotline. Dan, thanks very much. We got to run. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. We'll be uh, we'll be listening. All right. Well, I'm going to listen to you guys to explain to me because I don't remember how this happened in '97. Did Brett Favre and Barry Sanders share the MVP? I only remember a co-MVP between Manning and McNair. What year would that have been in? 2000, maybe. 2000. Okay, because I'm just looking at it online because I don't have this stuff on the top of my head. Yeah, I know there was a co-MVP with Manning and McNair. But I don't remember Sanders and Favre. That might have happened. I'll look into it. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, it's on the internet. I'm looking for so that. doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. All right, guys. Take care. Dan Dunleavy on the Western Hotline. He's got the call tomorrow, 1 o'clock. It's Sabretooth's birthday. Joe, he's right, by the way. Favre and Sanders split, split it, it in 97. Okay, good. And you, you had go. it on uh, Manning and uh, McNair. 2000 or 2003? 2003. Three. Makes more sense. Yes. Because I was on the radio here when it happened, and I was not on the radio in 2000. I was still in college. Uh, Sabretooth's birthday, there's going to be a birthday card workshop, Sabretooth pillowcase for mm-hmm. the first 5,000 kids, birthday-themed concession options, and right. local mascot friends in attendance. Nice. All right. I'm hyped. Let's go. 803-0550, more on the MVP stuff, the uh, stat of the day, other hijinks, whatever we find our way to. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. I want a half point for this. The hot dog of the day at the Sabres game at Sabres at Sabretooth's birthday is uh, 
the country grammar. I also want the other half point because I predicted what was going to be on uh, top of the hot dog. Okay, so what is it? It's the country grammar, which is a shout out to Nelly. Yep. And the dog is topped with ham. John Ham. Shout out to John Ham from yep. St. Louis. Provolone cheese. Bill Provolone, of course, where he invented <laughs> provolone cheese. Uh, and grill pressed with garlic butter. That sounds like a good dog. That just sounds good. That's a good dog. Yeah. Right. That sounds like a pretty good dog to me. It sounds like a, it's like a ham and cheese dog. A yeah. grilled ham and cheese dog. That's tomorrow at the Sabres game. I've got a stat of the day for you. Stat of the day is brought to you by Seneca Gaming in Irving, home of the biggest bingo payouts and slot machines with thousands won daily. So stat of the day. Summer McIntosh, a woman swimmer. Okay. She won in a event leading up to the Paris Olympics, the 800-meter freestyle. Okay. okay. In doing so, she beat American Katie Ledecky. Yep. You've heard of Katie Famous, Ledecky. Yeah, Olympian. Summer McIntosh ended Katie Ledecky's unbeaten streak in the 800-meter freestyle. How long had Katie Ledecky been unbeaten in the 800-meter freestyle? I mean, she's been so... What, what Olympics was she like... She make a name for herself. Was that like two thousand? This has got to be like five, six years at least. Katie Ledecky had been unbeaten in the eight hundred meter freestyle for thirteen years. Come on! Wow, <laughs> thirteen years. So she, we're basically talking since then, like the two thousand twelve Olympics. Is that the one she made a name for herself? Yeah. And she's unbeaten since 2011. Now she's beaten. She lost by six seconds. Wow. A 13-year reign. Last time, Katie, entirely... last time Katie Ledecky won or lost an 800-meter freestyle, the Sabres were in the playoffs. <laughs> I was just going to make that joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I was should, just going to make I that I should joke. not have taken that from you. That's you are fine. You are the Sabres droughtologist. Yeah. There's that your, is good, though. There's your stat of the day. Jeremy and Joe with you here on a Friday. Overcast out there. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Summer McIntosh. Well, good for her. What do I hear? Is that your, you or me? Or is it? I think is it's it you. Me? 
NFL so, music over here. You know what it is? You know oh, what that oh, was? Was it Olympic music? I've had the Diggs K. Adams interview open this entire ah. time, and it's just said it will premiere at nine, and now it's nine o'clock. So here, the video just started. Here comes the full Diggs interview. It's literally starting right now. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm a strap. There's, my, a, there's no. a thirty second countdown for oh boy more things that are going to get uh, tweeted about and uh, talked about. Joe, if he doesn't say exactly what I want him to say, exactly how I decide he has to say it, I'm just going to be so upset. I'm sorry. It's all, it's fine. Imagine if, like, she didn't pick out actually the most clickbaity thing, and it just starts with Diggs, just like, yeah, I want to go to the Cowboys. (laughs) Right. It's going to come out and say it. I want to be a Cowboy. Anyways, go Niners. Niners. Go Niners. We haven't said that enough today. Yeah. Here's what what we got coming up. We got an open segment. We'll we'll talk MVP and awards and all that a little bit. Uh, 915 Kevin Price, PJ Tour. Dot com. He's at the Waste Management. We'll talk with him about that. He's an Orchard Park kid. Worked for us here at WGR as an intern. We'll check in with him. Always good to talk to Kevin, who's on the tour. And at 9.30, I, I told Josh this. I haven't told you this. Ready? I want you to put together the most annoying outcome of Super Bowl 58. You think of one. I'll think of one. All right. Josh will think of one. The most annoying outcome. At 9.30, we will have a competition who can come up with the most annoying outcome of Super Bowl 58? All right. Which, All what right. we, what America or we would hate the most? 8030550 to join us if you want to take a crack at that at 930. You can do that. It's Jeremy and Joe on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.